Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. We are so glad you have found your way here. This week, we are joined by two of my nearest, dearest, and oldest friends. And so without further ado, we're going to start with Sadie, but we're joined by Sydney and Sadie. And so Sadie, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Sadie. I'm the younger twin by two minutes. (laughs) I um. I'm 23. I just graduated from UTSA with a bachelor's degree in science. Um, so I'm kind of figuring out new career. Um, I've been applying for jobs. And so this summer's looked a little different for me. It's been a lot slower. Um, I worked and did college throughout the last four years. And so I'm excited for, you know, what the next couple steps look like. Um, a little bit about me. I love health and wellness. I love going on walks. I've always found trails near my apartment to to explore. Um, I love to cook and hang out with friends and family. So that's a little bit about me. Sadie is the originator of the hot girl walk. (laughs) I have been walking for the past couple of years and it just brings me peace and it's great. I get to listen to Basically Famous as I walk in the afternoons. Well, we appreciate it. Sydney, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'll start with where we met Tyler. I'm pretty sure the first time I met Tyler was the Snow White play. It was um, a summer program that came to Brackettville. Um, Sadie and I did not live there full time yet, but it would come for the summer. And Tyler got like one of the medium roles. And I used, I thought I was like, wow, that's so cool that Tyler got, what were you like a door? Were you a door? Uh-huh. Okay, and Sadie and I were like animals with most of the other people our age. So it was pretty cool that, you know, Tyler's always two steps above everybody when it comes <laughs> when it comes to um, everything. So she got to be a dwarf while we were like a squirrel or something. I don't exactly remember what animal we were. But anyway, I don't think we really got to know each other for like until maybe sixth grade. I would say our fifth grade was when Sadie and I moved to Brackettville and that's when we officially met Tyler, but we've been best friends ever since. And, um, our group as a whole, we've all been really close since sixth grade. Um, but I graduated from Sam Houston state university in 2020 with a management degree and two years from 2020 to probably 2022 up to now, honestly, um, I've just gone through different health issues that has kind of put my career starting journey a little back further, but I did, um, I have been working at a restaurant for the past year and I just got a job with a new company where I'll be training next month, hopefully. So that's a really exciting journey that I'm excited to embark on. And, um, 
I don't want to jinx it yet. So I'll let you guys know after I complete training <laughs> where I end up. But things are looking up finally. Um, it's been a very difficult two years, but I couldn't have done it without the two girls on this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you are the strongest person either of us know and everybody who knows you knows. And so moving into the podcast, let's talk a little bit about you grew up and it was Sydney and Sadie or Sadie and Sydney and you weren't really just Sydney and you weren't really just Sadie. And how important was it for you to go completely different directions, do completely different things? Sadie has a degree in health sciences. Sydney has a degree in business management. So you're completely different interests. Mm-hmm. How important was it to find out who you were without the other? Do you want to go first, Sid? Okay, so I, um, I feel like growing up, I always wanted to be my own person. I wanted my own sports. And, you know, God had other plans. Sydney and I were like, no matter if we wanted it or not, we were stuck together with everything. We had the same friends, same classrooms. I mean, we have always been very close and done life together um, as much as I wanted to be unique and different. But as I've gotten older, I've learned how much I want to be more like Sydney. Um, I feel like there's so many admirable traits about her. And going separate ways in college was both really good for us individually to like kind of learn independence. It's kind of a unique situation when you like literally have been together since day one. Um, We really like prioritize. I mean, we FaceTime every single day, even though we've lived in different places for the last five years. Um, But I feel like our bond has gotten stronger and we've gotten to just hit a more mature spot in our like friendship relationship. we still fight, like <laughs> argue, not fight, but it's like, we can't be mad longer than five minutes, pretty much. Um, we're best friends. And I think that it was important for us to, you know, discover ourselves individually and make different friends. And I feel like we've grown in so many different ways, but still are like just as close. And it's still crazy that, even though we've been apart for five years, I mean, we have the same thoughts all the time. Like we say the same things. I will go in and have a conversation with my mom. And then like five minutes later, Sydney will have the exact same conversation word for word. Like our minds are still always on sync and it still creeps us out, but it's pretty awesome. (laughs) So. Okay. And I think I've always been myself, which used to annoy Sadie a bunch because I am queen of saying things without really thinking sometimes as a child to this day. So I think Sadie, I've always looked up to her. I've always thought, you know, she was super nice and super cool. And I'm probably the one, I'm definitely the one though that followed everything she did because when she did cheerleading, I made fun of it. And then the next year I tried out too, like everything. So um, I like to say Sadie has horrible taste in music, but you'll secretly see all the songs she likes on my playlist. Also <laughs> known as Ryan Bingham. Oh yeah. Although no, almost all her favorite country artists, I act like I don't like, but then they secretly <laughs> make their way on my Spotify account. So, so many things, um, but I never honestly had an issue with being like doing things the same. I thought, you know, I look really looked up to Sadie and I think up until the chapel life, we pretty much had different friends in elementary. And we're honestly looking back. I think we were pretty cool with that. Like we hung out with some of these same friends, but 
I guess intermediate years and stuff, we had different, different friends and like fourth and third grade, which that was kind of different because Sadie would go off with her friends and do things. I would go off with mine. And that was probably honestly the only time in our life where we've ever had like separate friend groups, but because we did have different classes. Um, but I think that for one thing, um, we kind of had different college experiences, which helped too. Um, Sadie lived with her best friends, um, that she knew and that helped. Well, your freshman year, you had new friends, but they ended up becoming some of your best friends. So anyway, I think we had different college experiences for sure. But like Sadie said, I mean, we still talk on the phone multiple times a day and we still get annoyed with each other, even on the phone. And we have to hang up and call each other back later. So, (laughs) (laughs) so now talking about childhood, I have favorite memories. I have favorite pictures. Oh gosh. Um, Halloween when Sadie was a rodeo queen <laughs> is definitely on the top end of my list. And then the burnt orange longhorn jumpsuit <laughs> are definitely up there. Yes, I definitely had to make a statement. Um, Sadie wanted, so for our 10th birthday, that was the only year where we had separate birthdays because we were double digits, like turning double digits. So Sadie went and saw like a Twilight movie. We went and saw a Twilight movie for her, one of them, maybe New Moon, I think. And then we went ice skating in College Station and maybe did a couple other things. But I, my family loves the Longhorns and I decided I was going to make a statement and wear burnt orange longhorn tracksuit to the <laughs> ice skating rink and Sadie and her friend I remember dressed so cute in like sweaters and boots and like, little <laughs> jeans and then here I am like you know strutting and I just remember that the um Peter was the employees so bad, there oh I'm sure but, I'm sure but that kind of also goes to show the difference between Sadie and I like I've always just kind of done what I want and um Sometimes it's not always cute. <laughs> but there was one point about the rodeo queen thing. I, for some reason, was obsessed with horses. I wanted to be a rodeo queen so bad. I had like designed my room off of like shades of brown and had like little horse statues. <laughs> and I talked my mom into putting us into like horseback riding lessons for a couple like months. And I think uh, it was a couple years, honestly. Yeah, but... I think we got up to a trot and that was about it. But we learned how to saddle and brush a horse. Um, and then yeah, I was a rodeo queen for Halloween like two years in a row. So that was my little little moment of trying to be Taylor Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> What I was going with that is tell us one of your favorite childhood memories, either together, separate, or your whole fam. What is probably one of your top childhood favorite memories? Ooh, it's so hard. Cindy and I laugh because sometimes it's hard to remember specific memories. Like we just, you just have every memory together. So it's kind of so hard to pinpoint one, but I think I love like in the chaos of my family, like we're super loud and there's a lot of us, you always just have that one person that like feels peaceful in a sense. Like you have, um, yeah, you just have someone that like, no matter what the situation, like you always have your best friend. And so I guess navigating like family trips and um, just hanging out in each other's rooms or like I don't know. I don't, I don't have a specific memory in mind, but I think that I love like how Sydney always made everybody laugh and, um, and just all the memories of our friends and 
so many things. I can't pinpoint one, but there's, there's so many good times. And I think just, just having a best friend through it all, um, her like memories with her are like my own memories too. So it's hard to compartmentalize them. You said, um, we thought of something a couple, like last week when we were talking about doing this podcast, would you remember what it was? No. Huh? Well, yeah, I, yeah, same with Sadie it's kind of hard to picture like to memory when I'm thinking about memories it's hard to pinpoint something specific that we did together that really stands out um but yeah like uh, along with Sadie said I feel like we're always in sync when it comes to if somebody does something wrong or hurts our feelings or does something good to our morals and values I feel like align a lot and and so something with Sadie's I mean, yeah, Sadie can put me in my place sometimes and tell me, no, look at it this way. But for the most part, I feel like we're in in agreement with almost everything, whether it comes to like um, politics, religion, um, just how to treat people in general. I just feel like we both definitely see eye to eye. And it's always been like that, even when we were kids. And so like, say, you know, we had an issue or something like knowing that we always had each other's back, I think was something that was really important for us. Yeah. I mean, Sydney's definitely the first to like stand up for someone. And, and I think, and I'll be there to support her. (laughs) (laughs) She's always the best at speaking up. I'm, um, but, but I will always be, take Sydney's back and, um, or whatever she's fighting for, I'll be there to help her, but I'll be the one to make the first move as far as that goes. So Sadie's going to let Sydney throw the first punch and then she's going to go pull Sydney back. Yeah, exactly. So you've gone through so much and Sydney, I don't want to share your story. So feel free to share what you want to share and not if you don't want to share, but how have you both managed just to get through everything life has thrown at you in 22 years? You come from blended families, health issues, living apart. So much has happened, especially in the last five years. You know, how have you gotten through it? Okay, well, I guess I can give a little backstory. Um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, and which is an autoimmune disease that affects the digestive tract um, in high school. And it started off with I had lost a lot of weight in a very short amount of time and had no energy. I just remember coming home after school and just needing to take a nap almost every single day. And, and honestly, I had no idea anything. I didn't even know what an autoimmune disease really was at that point. Um, so I was on different medications to try to help, um, get those symptoms under control. And I did, um, injections and then when I got to college, I got diagnosed with another autoimmune disease that affects your blood vessels. And honestly, I think keeping my head down and getting through school and work, and I was also a part of different organizations and just really being really, really busy was the only way I think I reason why I survived going to college. And I was able to graduate in three years, which as soon as COVID hit, I had my first surgery that March and maybe I don't I don't really remember your question but I was gonna go back to it is like got really sick had surgery after surgery on my um, large intestine my colon ended up having to get that removed in September Um, and for one thing I know that if it wasn't for Sadie coming to my 
you know, well, during COVID, there was a short amount of time where nobody could come, but the first surgery she came, um, she would come for weekends. She, for one thing, my friends and family have never made me feel kind of embarrassed or um, shame about having an autoimmune disease. And that's something I think the person that's going through it feels is like, I didn't do enough. Um, I feel gross. Um, you know, the list can go on. Like you can kind of create these negative connotations and blame yourself for it. And something that I have to say, like my family has been a hundred percent supportive in everything that I've had to go through and my biggest cheerleaders. I mean, Tyler actually, she made sweatshirts and created a fundraiser for me. And that has helped so much still to this day um, of me because I had to take not work for for a while. And just in general, like I think having this big support system is the only way that I've like mentally been able to combat things and um, just continue showing up. And even if I wasn't like showing up 100% physically and mentally, like I was, you know, I'm so, so grateful for my best friends and family who just honestly helped me build the confidence around being sick and also not making it my identity. Like, I feel like we all did a really good job at, you know, meeting up with each other in different cities and going dancing and, you know, going out to eat to new restaurants and just trying to live like a normal young adult lifestyle while combating something that I honestly felt like I had no control over still to this day. So anyway, your question I think was, how have I gotten, I think, through these things? And I definitely think it has a lot to do with the support system I have and um, also my faith as well. Like, you know, it's, there is a reason behind everything in your life. And um, it's, in the moment, sometimes hard to see that. But in the end, I think that I wouldn't change anything, I guess, is is all I could say. I think that um, through this, you know, journey of dealing with chronic illness and and everything that Cindy's walked through, I think that um, I kind of probably went into caretaker mode more than anything. And I, I, I think I swallowed a lot of the fear and a lot of the things um, over the years. And I think that it's extremely like heartbreaking and scary and like sad to see, sorry, I shouldn't be emotional. I mean, we've been doing this forever dealing with this, but just seeing someone that you love so much, um, be in so much pain and go through so much trial. I think that it's, um, almost like it's, it's hard to be that also the twin that doesn't, have to walk through what she's walking through. I think for so long, I was like, oh, I just want half of it. Like, give me all of it. Like, um, just to have someone have such like heavy shoes to carry all the time. And, and especially for her journey, it wasn't just like one and done. It was like five plus years of trial after trial, after trial of just when you think you're getting better, you get knocked down again. And so I think that I have learned so much through Sydney and, and her faith and the way that she carried like through community and she led Bible studies and she, um, attended Bible studies and found home church and all of these things through the storm. And 
I think, I don't know if I was, you know, handled that all of this well, but I think that, you know, over the last couple of weeks, um, I, I decided to get into some therapy to just talk about it. And I think that there's, it, it's helped me a lot already of just um, being able to share things that you don't necessarily want to talk about with someone already walking through something so heavy, you know? And so I feel like that has helped me go through that struggle. Um, and I think that within 23 years, I mean, we're just like learning how to like, just let God carry some of the weight and that we don't have to, um, control it all and, and carry it all. And I think sometimes as humans, we feel like we have to. And um, I think just remembering that God doesn't want us to carry all that alone and to, to swallow that pain and all of those things. So anyway, I think that it's been a very um, humbling and, and just eventful journey. And um, I think that you know, if you know someone that has an autoimmune disease or any chronic illness, I know migraines, cancer, whatever it may be. I think that you just, just continue to love that person and show up for them and probably don't be too pushy like me. I mean, I think I'm trying to, I think I forgot Cindy knew how to pour herself a glass of water. So there was times where I probably did way too much to where I became annoying. So anyway, that's my little spill. Sadie, I would let you pour my water any day. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean because we've had those conversations. Yeah. But one, I think it's so awesome. One, you're there for each other and you have not let this slow down your life in any way. Sydney has brought her little inflatable seat to the river and set on a rock in the river and when she couldn't party no more she couldn't party no more but we kept partying the next day and you really made lemonade out of lemons and just taking what life has to throw at you and ran with it oh I guess one thing I can add on this when we're transferring to like the question of you know about navigating college is like sometimes when you are when you have an illness or you're going through something there are sacrifices you have to make and you can either let that take away your fun or just keep having fun and one thing is most of the medications I've been on or if I'm really ill like I choose not to drink um, and that's something I feel like could be a big deal in college but if you just have confidence and you know continue to have a good time without needing any you know fun beverages that's something also that I would think is kind of like encouragement for some people like you don't have to um, do what everybody else is doing if you think that it's going to make any of your conditions worse and that doesn't just have to be drinking it can be anything but you have to kind of know when to say no to things and um, when to make little sacrifices for your health or your mental health, maybe too, maybe not just physical, but there's sometimes where you have to really create balance in your life, or you do become just super exhausted or, um, you know, mentally burnt out on anything. Yeah. That is so true. And that is our next question. You know, what would be your biggest advice to someone heading to college? And so Sadie, kind of what advice if you were 18 again, going back and doing freshman year, what would you say to yourself? 
Um, well, I feel like I um, changed my major. I kind of wish I would have spent more time. I don't know how you really figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life, but I feel like um, that's something that I didn't quite have clear going into college that I kind of wish I had more clarity on. I wasn't as involved in college, but I did work a lot. So I would say one advice for that, if you do get a job, is to um, put part of your auto direct deposit into a savings account. So if you can, like if you have the um, means to, like if you could put $50 a paycheck or $100 a paycheck or however much you can, I would highly recommend doing that. Like just hide it, put it in a savings account that you can't see and just let that build over time. That has helped me a lot. And I feel like, so that's one. I think two, if you find, really try to find a couple friends that you feel safe and fun or like you can just have a good time around. Um, I was very fortunate to meet two friends at orientation and we ended up living together the next two years. That brought like a lot of really fun memories. And if you could just find a few people that you just align with and um, say yes, go out and meet people. Um, I think that if you are going to go to social gatherings, have code words with your friends. Like my friends and I would say, oh, do you have a charger if we were ready to go home? So if you can kind of do things like that, it just kind of keeps you um, in like in communication and you feel like you have that out. Um, and then last but not least, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I'm kind of someone that was afraid of failure and I was afraid of maybe not being enough. And I think that that at times prevented me from like seeking help from a professor, do it, make, go to the office hours um, and just practice that like as much as possible. If you can find a professor that you feel comfortable with, that is, you know, maybe a nicer one and really make an effort to do that because it just helps in the long run and it kind of helps you get over your fear of asking for help. So I would, that would be my three things. Sid, do you want to add anything to what you would tell anyone going to college? Um, besides, um, oh, I have one. Uh, don't get a tattoo unless you really think it over. <laughs> I really like my tattoo, but my friends and I were in the um, library one day and we were like, let's go get tattoos. And that's just something that like, you might not have the best um, of luck if your tattoo artist isn't good. <laughs> so that's one thing is um, almost everybody that I went to school with either got a tattoo or a random piercing at one point. Um, so just like, honestly, be a little bit more mindful. I got a piercing, like so I think yeah. that everyone, you have to like be a rebel against your parents. A little, bit, a little bit, but that's something that I like, like I, I like my tattoo, but, and it's hidden too. It's not somewhere where everybody could see it, but also like, I know lots of friends who got tattoos that showed everywhere that now they have to cover for jobs or piercings. So just um, be a little bit mindful that you're not going to be 20 forever. And that like, you're eventually might have to cover that up because the job that I'm about to start, even though it's a little, um, it's, it's not super conservative, like maybe in a certain office job would be, but they still don't allow um, tattoos to show piercings. Like you have to have, you know, you have to look a certain way in the sense of like covering up things. And so jobs aren't as fun as Trader Joe's yet. So um, <laughs> that's just one thing I have to say is just be a little bit mindful of your fun, crazy Saturday nights um, that, don't get anything that might prevent you from, especially depending your career, um, 
not let you have a job that you really want because of a decision you made when you're 20. <laughs> but also have fun. Have fun. Do do things like that too if you want to. Um, like go get a $5 nose piercing. It might only last a couple months, but hey, you got it done. <laughs> so, hey, um, I got a ear piercing like at the top of my ear. I didn't tell my parents. And then at Thanksgiving, I accidentally had my hair up. Like I had been wearing my hair down. So my parents didn't see it. And my mom was like, what is that? And I was like, oh yeah, you know, minor details. And my parents were like livid. And I was like, it literally comes out. Like eventually <laughs> in my life, I'm going to take it out and I'm never going to wear it again. And right. it okay. eventually did fall out one day and I never put a new earring in and it closed yeah. up. But like, the good thing about a piercing is you can take it out. Right. It'll close Yes. Up. So on another note, I want to add to that is like, you have one life to live. And so I know like a lot of people have family or friends that have these expectations of who they want you to be. But I honestly think that you should keep in mind that this is your life as well. So when you're making decisions for your future, um, just remember that as much as your parents and your family have a lot of times great advice that you also have to make those mistakes on your own and um, don't, don't not live your life to the fullest because you're living for somebody else and not yourself. And um, luckily Sadie and I both have parents that have been very supportive on many things. Um, but in the end, still like we've had to make certain decisions that you know, that's for us. And especially like our degrees and stuff. I mean, we both have pretty um, standard degrees, like management. I mean, it's is a pretty basic degree, but um, luckily nobody ever said you can't, you can't get a management degree, but I know a lot of people might face that. So just um, as much as, you know, respect and love your parents and listen to their advice, also listen to your heart and, um, you know, what your dreams entail as well. That is so good. Well, to wrap us up this week, if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Sid. <laughs> um, I would say just be kind, I think, is my main thing. You never know what people are going to, through. So I think just simple be kind would be a good reminder, especially with the road ragers out there. Mine Tyler Schuster's on the roadway. <laughs> yeah. Schuster <laughs> can like eat a Whataburger, drive a whole car full of people and multitask. Like, and you feel the safest. You've always been a very good driver, Tyler. Thank you. My parents wouldn't agree, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, mine would probably be um, something that says like, maybe a sunset and it says, enjoy the little things. I think we kind of forget about the little things sometimes. And I think majority of our life is um, consumed with work and, you know, our schedules aren't always our schedules. And so if you could just find um, the beauty in the small things, whether it be going for a walk or a really good meal you had or an interaction with a friend, I think that that is a really good reminder to have for myself as well, so. That would be that. Enjoy the little things and be kind. <laughs> I should have said, don't backseat drive for those passengers. <laughs> Call me out, Sid. Yep, I'm changing mine. <laughs> be well, kind and don't backseat drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast. I 
was really looking forward to this and glad we were able to make it happen in season two and for being loyal fans of the podcast and supporting me on all my endeavors. And so thanks for taking some time to join us. Tyler, you, you and Shelby are awesome. And I'm so thankful for this podcast. I think so many people look forward to it every week and season two is really exciting. And we appreciate you allowing us to be on here. It's such an honor. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Because you're the I most can't. famous out of all of us. You're very famous. <gasps> you're a step above basic. <laughs> no, but y'all are basically famous to me. So <laughs> thank you. 